I when I was younger, I used to worry about like, oh, is he worried about my cellulite or stretch marks? But right now, I'm just like, whatever. Mm. But now it's just like, am I going to break the bed? <laughs> I've broken the bed before. I've broken the bed that many times, mm. and mainly it's just because of rough sex. But really, it's just like, oh fuck, is he going to think I'm fat? It's a lot, isn't it? Hey everyone, I am here with the gorgeous Demi. How are you, babe? I am doing good. It's taken a lot for us to like get oh my God. to this point to record <laughs> this. Do you think they should know how long it's taken us to record this today? Yeah, I think we should give it a precursor. So yep. Demi came, we organized at 11 a.m. for her to come over. Mm-hmm. She bought me some flowers, bless her, because my grandma died this week. So very cute. We had a chat for like an hour and a half. An I hour think. and a half. And then yeah. I was like, okay, let's start recording now. This is getting ridiculous. Went to record and my SD card is missing. It's gone for a little wander around the apartment, apparently. And we couldn't find it. So I was like, oh, we'll have to go down to Woolies. Go down to Woolies. I'm like, well, she get lunch while we're here because it's been <laughs> fucking three hours. And then we got a chook, some rolls, the classic Aussie lunch. I showed Demi this new beautiful smoothie place and we walked back to the car and I was like, oh my God, we have to get the SD card. (laughs) So it's been like, it's 2.30. Yeah. It's been three and a half hours (laughs) and we're like, we better start recording. And she also, because I was a bit, um, I was a bit of all sorts this week because my my grandma passing, I was like, I also haven't planned anything. So we have to sit here. So she's helped me plan. Uh, and it's been it's been a good morning though. I mean, we've watched some Trump yeah. things. If we've, we've it's been entertaining. Yeah. yeah, we've watched some Trump things, of course. Mm-hmm. And you've gone on a million gazillion tangents. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a million. The, all the tangents. Yeah. And we're like, wait, what were we talking about originally? Oh yeah, the Black Plague. <laughs> so, Demi's yep. fucking amazing. Um, do you want to introduce yourself and what you do and how yes. we met? And yes. Um, so my name is Demi Lynch. I am the founder, and I also created this media site platform podcast kind of thing called the nasty woman club Mm -hmm. and it's all about intersectional feminism women empowerment and yeah there's an instagram page facebook page and a website and podcast and yeah just talk about all those type of issues and stories Mm -hmm. and yeah it's it's it's, it's good it's great demi's demi's great demi's the only person that i allow in the facebook group to post like quote unquote cross promotional stuff but I know you aren't doing it to promote yourself no but because your stuff is so it's so like informative and it's so um well researched and well written that it isn't you it isn't cross promotional it's just like things that someone else would post anyway Mm. so I love when you post in the Facebook group so if you if you can't find it look in the Facebook group and you'll be able to see Danny posting and then there'll be nasty woman club posts in there as well we'll also link her Instagram and her website in the show notes but so obviously usually we do a what's been a lot this week, but um, this week, I mean, it'd be pretty ridiculous for us to not say what's been a lot is the um, Black Lives Matter movement in the US and now coming uh, to Australia and I guess how simultaneously encouraging it's been seeing people stand up for what is right, but also yeah. disheartening because everyone's extreme views are being voiced either way. So it's good and it's bad. Yeah. Um, we thought that this week, um, so we thought we'd come with our favourite, uh, I guess, melanated voices resources. Um, 
that we could talk about, explain to you guys, and you guys might be able to look from there onto something else that could help you and educate you. So do you want to go first, Emmy? Yes. All right. I'll go first. Wait, I'm just going to find it on my phone here. I got two. I tried to be organized and I'm not normally organized no. at all. So I mean, some look, notes. we'd organized to the start of the week and we had this idea. We're like, yeah, that'd be great. And then I, my, okay, my gra- I don't want to bring up all the time. My grandma <laughs> did die. So I was not prepared. And, I, and Demi was like, oh, we're going to do that thing, that great idea that we had. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God. But I had something anyway. So I'll tell you guys about my thing. <laughs> and it's something that I always talk about. I think you must have heard I talk about it a million times. So yeah. Okay. All right. So I'll do, I'll, so I got two recommendations mm-hmm. and yeah, so these are accounts I recommend people follow because just we need to, we need to, uh, sorry, we need to change our Instagram feeds or our Facebook feeds and include more content that's created from people of the black community, indigenous communities. We just need to broaden our horizons of what content we're absorbing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Sorry. That was a bit of a mouthful. No, anyway. Didn't. So the first one is it's called black business and black is spelled B L A K mm-hmm. It's black business. And it's created by this incredible woman named Olivia. And when the invasion day protests were happening earlier this year, she just put out this, the most educational, inspiring content and just really showed us like how to be good allies for the indigenous communities. So I really recommend checking out her Instagram page. It's just, it's just really to the point explanations on how to be good allies. There's no bullshit. It's just, I love her page so much. So I highly recommend it. Yeah. It's black business and yeah, black spelled B L A K. We'll tag that in the show notes as well. Yes. And then the other one I have as well is called clothing the gap. So for those that don't know, the Aboriginal flag, it has all these confusing licensing agreements and copyright issues. Basically, Indigenous people can't use the Aboriginal flag on their products because of these stupid licensing agreements and because well, I'm gonna word I'm gonna word it how they have worded it on their page because they've done it much better than how I'm explaining it. So they have said, the Aboriginal flag is the only flag in the world that is copyrighted and its licensing rights currently sits with a non-Indigenous owner who demands payments for the use of the flag. So right now they have this petition calling for the flag to be able to be used by the Indigenous community, which is crazy to think. They can't use their own flags to Mm. sell products on. Mm. And clothing the gap is 100% Aboriginal-led business. It's just, it's just, oh, it's just crazy. So it's so disheartening because I found that out as well, maybe like only six months ago. Yeah. And then on Australia Day, oh, fucking Invasion Day. Sorry, on Invasion Day, I was like, because I went to the protests and I wanted to buy some, um, I wanted to buy a t-shirt to wear, mm. and then I uh, found clothing the Gap, and they have so much information on there, and they also have different styles, and they have recommendations of. Because I didn't know if, as a white person, if it was okay for me to wear mm. something that said or um, always was, always will be. Then they have literally, they have like, if you are indigenous, wear these ones. If you are white, wear these ones. You can support. Be they also have with allyship. Yeah, and um, it is really horrible to like. Only other people know that, that the Aboriginal flag is not, quote unquote. It shouldn't be owned by anyone, mm-hmm. but that it's not a property of Aboriginal people. Yeah, yeah. It's it's so it's such, and that's on colonialism. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's yeah. it's horrendous. So if you didn't know about that, learn about that. Also, I would recommend in regards to Indigenous people looking up the Uluru Statement. 
Yes, yes. Yeah. Educate educate yourselves on that. Absolutely. Yeah. So we'll, I'll link that in the show notes as well. My recommendation that was kind of last minute, but I actually talk about it all the time. I think I mentioned it on the Shameless podcast when I was on, I don't know, is my favorite book of all time, Homegoing by Yagi Yazi. Link that as well. And I'll put a, I'll put a photo in the um, podcast group. I've lent it to Demi to read because it's A, an amazing read. Mm-hmm. B, it's by a black woman. And it's also, okay, so the story is basically there are two sisters in I think the 1700s or when the slave trade was rife mm. and one sister um, gets taken and is sold to be a slave and one sister ends up marrying, quote-unquote marrying, being taken and raped and stolen as well but is in a, quote-unquote, better position than her sister and is kind of a um, plantation owner's wife. So you see how intergenerationally their children's lives are different from each other and there still is so much racism and so much trauma, but you see how each generation has a flow and effect and it's intergenerational trauma and intergenerational racial issues and it is just amazing and it comes right through to present day. I think there's maybe like seven or eight generations and each chapter is a different person's story and you will 100% cry. You will be confronted with a lot of a lot of things that are difficult to deal with if you are a white person who hasn't really read into black history. Um, but that I read it maybe three years ago and this is that kind of is what opened my eyes to intergenerational trauma, mm. which then made me research intergenerational trauma and how there's a huge issue all around the world of people of colour being treated as less than because of history and how colonialism has a flow and effect. And that made me help understand as well how Aboriginal people in Australia are still affected by the actions of people in 1700. Yeah. So it's, it, it, it's entertaining, like we were saying, but it's not yeah. like a, it's not a, it's a, it's a good read. It's a fun read, I would say. Yeah, yeah. It's necessary and it's amazing. It is, I think I read it in like a day and a half and I don't really read. Mm, yeah, I usually yeah. have an audio book obsessed and I would like to think about it when I go to sleep it is such a good book highly recommend and um so we've got some aboriginal recommendations mm. and we've got some african-american recommendations so that's been a lot this week obviously not as uh chirpy as usual but I mean it's important and it's important we keep talking about these topics and um as well I want to say on the topic of I saw this other day when shameless posted on their story um what are you going to do to continue your allyship beyond uh, Blackout Tuesday or beyond when these protests eventually are over? Yeah. Hopefully there are some changes made before they are over. It isn't just for the sake of it being over because Trump, anyway, <laughs> me getting angry about Donald Trump. <laughs> I'm like, because of Trump. Yeah. <laughs> okay, now we're on to our chatty McChat chat yes. uh, portion of the podcast. Um, so we've got two questions here. I thought Demi would be great because she does have her own feminist podcast and she's sex positive and we just, we stand Demi. Um, so this question is from a young feminist gal and we love her. All right. So I would love some advice surrounding how to navigate casual sex as a feminist. I've been a longtime feminist and more recently have become much more aware of the common tropes surrounding sex. For example, that it's purely for a man's pleasure and that the main goal is for the man to orgasm. Hate that. Yeah. Obviously, obviously, this doesn't sit right with me, and I've been trying to own my power and be proactive in ensuring that I am also pleasured in orgasm. For example, I am reluctant to give a guy head if he doesn't do so first, or if it is clear that he won't be returning the favor. Same. 
But I found I actually struggled to put this into practice. I found it difficult to speak up about my needs. Even when a man asked me directly what he should do, it's like I have this deeply ingrained belief that I have to impress the man and be good at sex and that somehow this is incompatible with me enjoying myself. I consider myself extremely sex positive and engage in lots of casual sex, but often I feel almost like I'm a prude because I'm so unable to express my needs. I was wondering if you have any insights or advice around this issue. Tell me, you go first. Okay, okay. So, so for me personally, when I first started getting into sex, when I started dating in my teenage years, when I was like oh, 15, uh, I had zero confidence in myself. I had zero self-esteem. And something that happened a lot when I would have sex with a guy or hook up with a guy or whatever is that I would think, oh, I should be thankful that he even wants to have sex with me. Mm-hmm. So I should be thankful for the fact that he even wants to see my naked body. And to put in perspective, the reason why I had all these issues is I'm a bigger girl. I'm a plus size girl. I'm just going to say I'm a size 20, 22. All right. I'm a big girl, whatever. Um, I never said out loud what my size is. So this is going to be really? interesting. No, I haven't. So this is going to be interesting. Oh my God. <laughs> cool. Okay. We'll talk so, about that later. Yeah. We'll, that later. we'll unpack really that later, babe. We'll unpack that later. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So yes, I'm a big girl. So I really had bad self-esteem issues when it came to sex with guys. Cause I just thought, oh, I should be thankful. They even want to have sex with me. I'm fat. Like whatever. Which is not the way you need to think. They should be thank. They should be thankful they get to have sex with you. Mm, okay, because let's be honest, women are stunning. Women yeah. are incredible, badass bitches. Mm-hmm. And I think, firstly, cut yourself a bit of slack. It takes time. You're not going to be overnight empowered all the time or like comfortable with your sexual energy and your sexuality. It's going to take a lot of time, and you're going to have some rough moments where you think, oh, fuck, I should have. Yes, I'm going to probably swear a lot on this. Oh, yeah. Demi was like, can we swear before we start? And I was like, babe, are you fucking serious? <laughs> yes, I'm going to swear a lot. But look, there are going to be moments where you think, fuck, I should have I should have been a bit more assertive with my needs and my wants. But it's just all learning. You're just all it's just dating is just this whole big learning curve and you're learning how to be more comfortable with your sexuality and learning what you, what you want and what you want out of the guy, what you want out of sex. It's just, Mm. it's just all a learning process kind of thing. Yeah, totally. I think, I think it's obviously, I still find it hard to speak up when I'm like, I mean, not that I really have sex anymore, but like when I was having sex before the bachelor, Mm. I like still like found it hard to like, speak up and be like, oh, like I am not going to give you head unless you give me head, even though I I still do that. But like sometimes I would be like, oh, I better just suck his dick. Yeah. And there is this, it's drilled into us from when we start learning about sex that like sex is for a man to orgasm and women just, women hate sex and there's all these societal expectations and that like, oh God, um, my husband has to do chores to get me to have sex with him. Like all this weird shit that is just like, yeah. if you women enjoy sex, you're weird. So it's, it, it is hard for you to break free of that. It's also hard for you to speak up for yourself because there is obviously this internalized thing inside women that, that our value comes from whether or not a guy wants to fuck us. Yes, absolutely. And if you feel like you aren't good at sex and if you say to a guy, hey, actually, can you um, go down on me before we have sex? You're scared that they'll be like, no, fuck that. She wants too much. I'm not going to fuck her anymore. And therefore your validation is taken away from you and your worth in your head in that moment is taken away from you. 
obviously that isn't accurate, but I understand that feeling because like I, you know, obviously now I'm like, yes, I only have sex if I really want to have sex and I only fuck people that I, I'm like dying to have sex with. But when I was like 20, I would just, I would go out and if I didn't go home with someone, I would be like, oh, like I'd be disappointed because I felt like my worth was only really elevated if I got a guy to go home with me and have sex with me. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. like, and it wasn't that it was like a hurting me and I wasn't like crying about it, but I was like, I, I was very conscious of the fact that I was like, this is validation mainly. And then it's also to come, but I'd rather get the validation than come. I think I get what you mean. Yeah. yeah. I get what you mean. So yeah. like, so like with her, like, she's mm. like, okay, I have a choice between validation and knowing that a man values me, therefore I am worth something and I won't come. If I play, if I play it safe, I can get validation hundred percent and maybe I won't come, but whatever. And then she's scared of speaking up because of male, male ego, I guess, being so fragile. And if she says, I really want you to eat me out before we have sex, or I really want to come before we even have sex, which is what I want to do. I'm like, eat me out till I come, then we can fuck. Yes. I'm not I'm risking this. Yes, absolutely. Because you don't know how long the guy's going to last. He mm. might like be really quick or it might be a mm. really bloody long one. So you're just like, look, okay, we, we know you're going to maybe come eventually at the end, but yeah, just, just. Start off with me. Start and what's wrong with foreplay, guys? Come on, foreplay's the best. Yes, and Mm. plus also if you plus also it makes the sex better in my experience anyway because you're more wet down there, which then means that the penis goes better. And well, this is for anyway men, men and women sex anyway. But yes, yeah, better in yes, yeah. And that's such a bad explanation. No, I I understand. I understand. I was trying to do hand movements. She was. She had hand movements involved, but. I feel like then if you, you have this idea that if you speak up, you may not get to have sex him, with him for some reason, but I understand, like, that's not true, but I understand that feeling of like, oh, if I ask for more, he's not going to give it to me. And then I'll lose the validation and I still won't come. Yeah, exactly. And men are used to, re- men are used to rejection. Women aren't. <laughs> so true. So, so, so say, for example, if you're in a club, I think, I think one of your guests have spoken about this before. I don't know. But, okay, say if you're in the club, a guy will probably go to like 10 to 20 girls and try and hit on them. And if he gets rejected, he'll just go to the next girl. I don't know about you guys, but if I see a hot guy in the club, this is back in my single days, if I saw a hot guy in a club, I'd be like putting in all this effort. I'd be like looking him across the room. I'd be like, okay, all right, is he hinting? Is this Mysterious, is, is, is sexy. His, is his shoulder face this way? That means he's pointing at me. That means he likes me. All right, is he smiling towards me? All right, no, he's smiling at my friend. But no, it's my direction though, so he might be tricking me. Could so be me. I'm like, yeah. Very nice. <laughs> I, yeah, so I put in a lot, a lot to just try and hit on one guy. Mm-hmm. But if he doesn't reciprocate the same feelings, I am hurt. I feel like I'm the ugliest thing in the world. I feel like, oh, my God, I did all this makeup and hair for nothing, maybe because I did something wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, I must be disgusting. Mm-hmm. He doesn't even want to kiss me or hug me. Like, I think that's just this sentiment that women have. Like, if a guy doesn't want to kiss me or fuck me, then we're not worthy because I think we're taught that our worthiness is just based on our attraction levels. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Nothing mm. more. Like if a man's attractive, it's a bonus. If a woman's, mm. if a woman's unattractive, quote unquote, conventionally, yeah. what the fuck even is that? But if a woman oh, yeah, is, unpack that later. oh my God, oh, unpack yeah. that later as well. <laughs> yeah. But I hate that. But there's, there's still this concept in society, right? Even though I hate saying, well, she's hot and she's not mm. who decides bitch. Um, but if a woman is, attractive yeah it's like having a personality is like how many times have you heard us thanks for this before mm. how many times have you heard oh my god she's hot and she's smart and it's like what <sighs> whereas guys it's like yeah he's smart he's successful he's um really funny and like oh yeah like he's kind of hot 
it's it's the opposite of what's an add-on. Yeah. Um, so therefore, if you if you're able to get fucked, if someone's dying to fuck you, like, okay, well, I at least have got that validation. Mm. Um, so I understand that I still do this, but I don't do this in a way where I sleep with other people. But like if I if I'm feeling a little bit I was saying to Jamie before, if my self-esteem's a bit low, <laughs> I'll be like, like even if I don't feel even if I'm not this is so demented what I'm about to say. <laughs> so even if I don't feel like horny or I'm not like super keen to if I'm not thinking about but someone, I'm like, who's going to give me the best reaction to a nude? So I'll literally, I'll like have a shower and I'm like, oh, okay. I mean, may as well get a little confidence boost, <laughs> take a nude. And I'm like, eh, okay, taken, send, done. And then I get a reply being like, oh my God, you're so hot. And I'm like, validated for the next 24 <laughs> hours. Like, that's insane. But that's like, yeah. a, that's like a lower level of, of um, having sex with someone, validation and being scared to turn them off. So I think, I think it is, that you have a deeply ingrained belief that you have to impress a man to be good at sex. I also think I used to do this as well, where I would have sex and be quite performative and I'd be like, oh, how do I look when I'm on top? How do I look when I'm coming? And then when you get in your head too much, you can't enjoy the sex or like even like being insecure about how your vagina looks when a guy goes down on you. And it's like, they don't care. Like I've said this a million times, if you get to a stage where someone's having sex with you, they have a, general idea of what your body's going to look like. Yeah. Like, Demi, I can imagine what you look like naked right now because because you have a dress on. I can mm. see those titties. Mm-hmm. I could be like, I can imagine, you know, like I'm not going to be like shocked. Yeah. And same with a guy. If you're going with a guy, you're not like, oh my God, he's exactly the same size he looked in his T-shirt. Like you don't look, you don't <laughs> yeah. look that different. Yeah. And there's yeah. this huge insecurity about being naked and I get it because I get it as well. But then I think and I'm like, well, I've gotten them this far. <laughs> You know what I mean? No one's yeah. gonna go home and no one's gonna go home and be like, "Oh my god, you're still a size 10? Like, <laughs> like you know what I mean? Oh my god, yeah. you st- mm. you still have brown hair? Like, it's just not. You've gotten that far, babe. So there's no need to be performative during sex to try and look good. And similarly, there's no need to. Most guys as well are getting off. Well, I'd hope most guys are getting off on if you're getting off as well. I think most adult, emotionally, relatively mature yeah. guys get yeah. off if you get off, mm. right? It hurts. We hope so. I mean, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I think so. Right? <laughs> I mean, I'd fucking hope so. I mean, don't see yeah. anyone that isn't that emotionally mature, I guess. Mm. Mm. Usually as well, I've found if, if things are feeling good for me, it's feeling good for them as well. Mm. And also, how many times have you been jackhammered and you just cop it? So they can come. How many times? How many times? Oh, my God. So many <laughs> times. You just lay there. It's like, okay. Okay, <laughs> cool. That's cool. What am I gonna have for lunch? Oh, maybe. Oh, I got pasta in the fridge. Oh, might have that. Oh, you're done. All right, cool. Yeah. Great. I'm gonna. And you're like, and yeah. you're like, come for me, come for me. Yeah. But you're literally just like, make this end. Oh, like, and it doesn't yes. hurt. It doesn't feel great. And that's what it's like when you're on top riding, mm. and you're trying to come the certain way you need to come. Just do it. They do it to you all the time. And it also, it's kind of an unspoken rule that you both are just. I mean, when you have to come, obviously it's lovely when you love someone and you come at the same time and there's all this oh, synergy. That barely happens. My God. Okay, <laughs> I'm in a relationship. I've been in a relationship for about two years now. Maybe like two or three times we come at the same time. Other mm. times, God, no. Like no. you got, you got, like, I think it should be like, you know, one, this is just me and my partner. Like, you know, uh, at one point I work on, you know, getting him pleasure and then another point he gives me a bit of pleasure. And then yeah. we're just like, all right, okay, okay, let's just fuck, let's just fuck. Okay, and then we fuck. Okay. <laughs> yes. Like it's just like. That's how, that's how it, it should happen. It needs to be enjoyable. Yeah. It shouldn't just be like all about one person. Like yeah. it needs to be enjoyable. And yeah. I know, and it takes, and it takes a lot of time to have 
the confidence to be able to stand up for your sexuality, stand up for your pussy mm. and be like, I need some work done here too. Okay? Yeah. 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 I need mm. exactly this to happen. Mm. Um, so, I mean, we've kind of rambled on, but I we've feel like it was a good conversation. I think we've answered the question. I think, I, think. I guess our advice is just, I mean, you, I mean, do baby steps. Yeah. You, don't, you don't have to be like to a guy, fuck you. I'm mm. not going to give you head unless you eat me out. Just, I think just the act of, not doing it or saying it in like a sexy way that's like, yeah. I really want you to eat my pussy. Yeah, do that. Do like a really sexy like, deep really, voice. It's like, it's like, it's like, voice. and yeah. like whisper and be like, I really. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm, I'm so sorry for anyone with earphones at work right now. And I'm like, <laughs> I really want you to eat my pussy. But I really want to sit on your face. Yes, yes. Yeah, do that. Sitting guys. on their face. They froth that for guys some weird reason. I love that shit. Guys, <laughs> if you sit on their face, okay, trust me. Okay, this is from experience. I went through a big hoe phase, which I'm not, I'm Goals. proud of. I love it. I loved it. Um, yeah, just say to them, I want to sit on your face. Or for some reason, I don't know why, guys love 69ing. Oh, I hate 16. Like she makes me, I'm so bored. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I need to concentrate on one thing. I need to either be lying there and be like getting my shit done or I need to be like concentrating on the job at hand. Yeah, I, can't. I can't multitask. <laughs> I can't multitask because you got a thing in your mouth, but you're trying to like, yeah. like, you know, I'm going backwards ahead. We can't backwards and forwards with my head. So you can't see that. But like, mm. yeah, you're trying to do that and not mm. choke and make sure you don't vomit and make sure that, you're not squishing him to death. Yes. And then at the same time, you're trying to like feel it and like. And remember that you're getting eaten out. Yeah, it's too yeah, hard. It's too it's, much. But they also, that's a good idea. 69 ing yeah. And yeah. you know what? Then then during the 69, it's like set up a bit like and just like pause. That's what I do. And I'm like, mm. I was like, this is like really detailed. <laughs> Carl and Jack Yell are going to call me again and be like, that, you gave someone a hand job. Um, oh, no. Oh, my God. You have sex. Um, Bobby, Carl and Jackie O, if you listen. I feel like someone's listening always from <laughs> Carl and Jackie O. Um, but, like, it, it, have a pause from from doing your job mm. and just enjoy it for a bit and then be like, actually, like, can I sit in your face and then, like, just change it? And then, like, give them head. I think it's important to have, like, reciprocated pleasure. Yeah. But I think it's also, from what you're describing, is you're only pleasuring that person and then you're getting un- – you're unsatisfied afterwards. You can also be like, like, I always <laughs> – it's so many is this manipulative no nah, it's just like sexy talk i don't know well we have, let me know what? if it's manipulative what i'm about to say okay i'll be like <laughs> i thought you're saying like is this manipulative and i was just like i don't even know what you're gonna say so well, well is know. what we're talking is us like tricking them manipulative no i don't think so they trick us <laughs> they trick us all the time it's just suggestions like, like if you're kissing they'll be like like pushing their pushing their like they, they, they grind up against so you'd be mm. like oh i'm so hard but like like I'll be like, I really <laughs> I'll be like, I really want you to make me come. And then it's like it's it strokes their ego in a way if you're like, mm. I really want not like I really want to come, it's like I really want you to make me come. Mm. And they get like really into it, like it's a little mission, like a test of their of their personhood. Yeah. yeah so that's yeah. a good little strategy as well. Mm-hmm. Is yeah. it manipulative? I don't think it's manipulative. I think it's just you you know what you want. And it's hot, right? It's hot. Just it's like, hot. Yeah. Let us know in the podcast yeah. group if, <laughs> if it's manipulative. I mean, when I text, I'm like, I really, I'm really, I really want you to make me come. They're like, yeah, I can't wait to do that to you myself. And I'm like, you can't. It's a vibrator. <laughs> you can't. It's a bush. It's a bush oh, empress. Yes. I still need to get one of those. You I need to get do. one. Yes. I really, really need one in my life right yeah. now. Yeah. I mean, yes, sort yes, it yes. out, babe. Use my code, Abby. For 65% off, babe. So just use that on the Bush Empress. Um, I mean, we'll link it in the show notes for you. I'll send you a link. Um, Wow. Plug vibes. 
So as Demi said at the top of the show, she's she's a plus size girl. Um, she's a size 20, 20 she, size twenty to twenty two. And you have never said that before out loud, which is what, what um, in public or out loud? Um, I. Yeah, no. <laughs> this is interesting. Okay, this is well, interesting. We're gonna, well, this is, this yes. is uh, what we're about to talk about. So mm. Demi is a great advocate for body positivity and I guess not an advocate for fat phobia but against fat phobia. Yes, against. <laughs> against. Yes, we're no, anti. I, encar- <laughs> I encourage fat phobia. Continue this, Continue, guys. Please, yes. please. We love it. <laughs> um, but I just want to talk to you about some things because I feel like obviously – my little slice of the body positivity movement is only really inclusive. Up, uh, I mean, I hope it's more inclusive than I think it is, but I'm like, I'm a size 10. Mm. I obviously, I don't think about things that you have to go through with a fat phobic world that we live in. Yeah. And we were talking before we recorded and I was like, oh my God, I never thought of that. And I asked you things that I was like, I just don't, I just don't know because I've, I've never, A, you don't, if you have plus size friends, you don't talk to them about being plus size, which is so weird to not talk to them, but you just don't, you don't, you don't feel like, what are your struggles being the size you are? What are my struggles? It's, it's just, I don't know. Is that, is that rude of me to say? No, no, no. I get it. No, no, no. Cause the thing is, yeah. Like if you, like if I came here and you were saying, if, if you said to me like, oh, I'm feeling so fat today, look at my mm. belly and be mm. like, if mm. you think that of your belly, what do you think of my like rolls and like yeah. you just, For people that are plus size, like that's just what we think Mm -hmm. when we hear people that are quote unquote skinny, quote unquote, what's the word? Um, Like society's expectations of what an ideal woman is. Yeah. Then we just think, what must they think of us? Yeah. Kind of thing when we're such a bigger size. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's just so many things that just really, really grinds my gears. Yeah. We're going to go through them all because we had a few, we had a few umbrella topics and I just thought it'd be really great for everyone to hear about because I think it's a really interesting conversation. It's a conversation that I like having. So suck it up. Everyone has to listen to it. Yeah. You yeah. just, just <laughs> Hey, you decide to tune in. Don't have a go at me for the topic. I mean, <laughs> kidding guys, love you. And also, and also hopefully that like some people can relate to this as well. Oh, like people that are plus sure. size and then also people that are a smaller size, they might, they might also have some of these feelings as well when they've gained weight or they even at the weight they are or just learn – how to just be a bit more understanding of fat phobia and plus size. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Mm. Um, so I wanted to start off with something that I asked you about that I am so not confused about, but I've mm. said seen so many different opinions and obviously these are just Demi's opinions and we're not talking for everyone, yeah. but I want to talk about the word fat. Okay. So me personally, as Abby said, everyone's different on how they use the word or think of the word fat. Me personally, as someone that is fat, I don't mind using it as of for myself I wouldn't use it all the time for myself because it depends on how you're feeling some days I'm just like oh yeah I love my body I love how it is and other days I'm just like I'm a fat piece of shit so sometimes you own the word sometimes you don't but if you're someone that's not fat don't that doesn't mean that hey, you can call yourselves fat like you can call other people fat or, you, or yourselves I guess as well it's like yeah. if someone it's like when I I noticed that I was doing it um probably like after bachelor, I was like, oh, I'm mm. so fat, I'm so fat. And it's like, first of all, like why is that Why is that an, such a negative connotation mm, that yeah. I gained some weight? Because in the mansion I gained a lot of weight, babe. All I did was eat dumplings every day and I didn't mm. exercise and it was yeah. fun. I enjoyed it and I was too yeah. mentally fucked to do anything else. Mm. But I gained weight and I was like, I'm so fat. I wasn't like, I mean, I was the same size I am now. I just wasn't, mm. I felt 
Um, squishy. Not even squishy, but yeah, squishy, yeah. comfy. But like, like I am now. Like I, I was just like a little squishy yeah. and like my boobs were a bit bigger and my mm. ass was a bit bigger and my tongue was a bit softer. And it's just, it's, it's a language that we use all the time. And I hear my friends using it as well, being like, oh, no, I'm so fat. And it's like, why is that the worst thing in the world to be? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but I also agree people that aren't plus size shouldn't use the word fat to describe someone else because it's, it's often said in like a vicious, like, like they're fat. Like many times mm-hmm. I call it a fat slut. I'm like, okay. <laughs> okay. So if you don't talk about that, anymore, I don't want to talk over you. I just think it's really, I just think it's a really important conversation to have because I think we don't realize the language that we use no matter what size we are. Yeah. It's very fat phobic yeah. inherently. Oh, and we yeah. don't even realize until you stop and hear someone like you or another activist or even like me and my stupid daily mail article talk about it and be like, wait, <laughs> Why the fuck? Why is this the worst thing in the world to say? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think it was it was last year, Daily Mail, they had like some photos of you in your bikinis mm. and they were, not only were they saying like you're fat and shit like that, the worst thing is when people say, oh, they're brave and showing their curves. They're so brave. It's just like, fuck off. Dude, I get comments <laughs> now, people are like, oh my God, I'm so glad that a woman with, with your body type has the confidence to take photos in your, and I'm like, uh, I know you're trying to be nice. Yeah. But why? Like, it's just my body. Mm, yeah, like, why is someone brave for just being in some random clothes and, well, quote unquote, showing off their body and mm. stuff like that? Yeah. Ample assets, as the Daily Mail likes to call it, no matter everyone. Oh, God. But yes. so the word fat, thoughts, feelings, emotions. Okay, so fat, I. Look, if you are not. This is just me personally, but yeah, I. And find myself calling myself fat if I'm using it in like a positive way, if that makes sense. So like there are some play, there are some podcasts and Instagram pages that you know that have reclaimed that word in a kind of sense. Like if you're if you're reclaiming it, I think it's good and positive. But don't go out and like saying like, oh my god, such a fat bitch, such a fat fat slut. Yeah. And that's always the thing whenever there's trolls like tearing people down, especially tearing women down, they always have to include fat, which goes back to our conversation before of how our worth, we've been brought up that our worth is to do with our looks and somehow our looks is only good if it's a quote unquote the stereotypical women ideal, which is skinny. And how fuckable we are. And And if you're a fat lesbian slut, which is ones that I've, all words that I've gotten before, shouldn't be any none of them should be insults but they all align like clementine ford was saying on mm. an episode with her episode six um with being unfuckable yeah. and it's strange though that that fat equals unfuckable because throughout the ages the ideal body shape i bet the body shape says changes every fucking 10 years yeah oh yeah like like i like in the 90s it was like heroin chic and it was mm. like very skinny very oh, like yeah. being poor then in the early 2000s, it was like big fake tits, skinny, low-rise jeans vibes. Now it's like curvy, big tits, big ass. Um, but you're still going to have a flat stomach though. Oh, yeah, And yeah, you've yeah. got to have toned arms, but at the same uh-huh. time you have, a, have to have a big butt mm-hmm. and somehow it's tiny waist mm-hmm. and somehow big tits, but not mm-hmm. too big tits mm-hmm. that it looks like that you're not classy enough. Yeah. Like A natural tit. It's be a natural yes. tit. You have to be big natural tits it's, yes. it's all but then in like renaissance paintings mm. and then it, it, throughout the ages the ideal body shape changes what i'm trying to say and it's exhausting trying to keep up with what the fuck with what the fuck is going on mm. and what is actually ideal yeah um and there i mean there are other things i want to talk to you about such mm. as yeah i mean 
I think like we were saying, there are things in the world that are inherently fat phobic mm. that people either don't realize happen or they don't realize they're doing themselves or that their friends are experiencing and they kind of rub it off as like, oh, you're being a bit dramatic. You know what I mean? Yeah. So something we spoke about before we recorded was about um, doctors. Oh, God, Jesus. And the assumption mm. that everything is because of your weight. Yeah. So whenever I go to the doctors, I just keep thinking like if I, I, I just keep thinking like if I say my period is bad or something like that, they're just going to say, oh, well, if you lose weight, then it's going to help. Like everything seems to be such an easy fix if you lose weight. Like I was even, so this is a little sidetrack as well, but like it just seems to be losing weight is like the answer to every, to all my problems, which is the most bullshit ever. Like snap your fingers, you've lost weight and you're yeah. a perfect happy human. Yeah, it's just. You won't be sad anymore. Your oh, period won't be weird anymore, mm. even though you just have a fucking uterus. Yeah. And, uh It's just bullshit. Like I remember I was told by someone, they might, they'll probably listen to this and then they're going to get called out and be very upset. But um, I was, <laughs> uh, I heard of a certain someone that is close to me. They said that the reason, so last year I lost my job and I was really struggling to find work. And they said the reason I'm really struggling to find work right now mm-hmm. is because of my weights and it looks like I'm unhealthy. So I literally, <laughs> I, I, I felt it coming and I was like, no, 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 no. And let's, and let's also be clear. I was looking, <clears throat> I was looking for journalism jobs. This is, this isn't like, you know, I wanted to be, I don't know, like a really active job where I'm going to be running around everywhere. Okay. Which still wouldn't matter, but it's yes. actually like which you're looking for something matter, to use, but, purely use your mm, brain. Yeah. Which, which also, yeah, like it's not saying that women that are fat or plus size, whatever, it doesn't mean that they're not fit. They can be fucking fit. Trust mm. me. All right. There are a lot, a lot, a lot of um fitness influencers out fitness influencers out there that are plus size and they are strong motherfuckers. Healthy chick health, healthy chick one oh one or something. Yes. Yeah. Yes, 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 I love yes, her. yes. Yeah. Oh my God. I want to be able to do what she can do. Yeah. Um she's fit as fuck. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But it just gets really frustrating how people just think like being fat is just such a negative thing all the time. And that's also what we are talking about earlier before about with COVID and how there's all these memes going out saying, oh, I'm going to be gaining weight during the pandemic. Oh, my God. Yes, I got to lose weight, blah, blah, blah. And it's just really annoying how people think that the worst thing that can ever happen during a pandemic pandemic is for you to gain weight. Mm-hmm. Like it's just so infuriating and it just really, really hurts when people share all these memes saying that, yeah, that's the worst thing that can happen to them. And it's like the worst thing that can happen to them is for them to look like me. Yeah. Rosie, Rosie Waterland did a great, um, tweet god i'm trying to find it but i cannot alas i'll just i'll just summarize it (laughs) she basically was her tweet was like it was at the start of covid when there were all those memes coming out being Mm. like oh if you want to make sure you stay skinny in uh covid then Mm. just walk around in your bikinis all day and what okay encourage uh body dysmorphia that's fine yeah um and her tweet was like (laughs) when you're saying you're scared of getting fat in covid you're saying you're scared to look like me like that's your, your number one fear during a global pandemic where there are hundreds of thousands of people dying hundreds of hundred thousand people died in the US. us yeah yeah people dying and your number one fear is looking like me mm. and how we i feel like we're relating physical health to weight obviously yeah but we're also ignoring the mental health component like if mm. someone is like i've said a million times on my story the other day i posted like when i get depression and anxiety i lose weight mm. so um 
I get so anxious that I can't eat and I get down to like, I was like a size six when um, I was really depressed a few years ago. And I found photos the other day and I was like, I look so unhealthy. And everyone was like, oh my God, you look amazing because they associate losing weight with being healthy and being happy. Whereas when I gain weight, I'm like, oh, I must be like able to eat more than like normal and I can gain weight and it's a, it's a good thing for me. So there's this assumption that being fat equals unhealthy and being and being skinny equals very healthy. Yeah. But if I were to lose weight during COVID, it would be because I was mentally unhealthy. Yeah. Does that make sense what I'm saying? So yeah, like the worst, the worst thing for me is mm. to be anxious yeah. and skinny, not to gain weight. Mm. And there's this misconception and like Rosie was saying, why is the worst thing in the world to look like her? Yeah, it just makes no sense. And as well, like what – also, what is plus size? I seem to get, I'm a plus size person, but what is plus size? Is plus size a size 12? Is plus size a size 18? Yeah, what is plus size? Yeah, it just makes no sense. Like how, because everyone just has a different idea. And also why is plus size bad? Okay, I can still do the same fucking things that anyone else can fucking do. I mm. still have sex. I still love fucking sex. That doesn't mean like, doesn't mean because I'm fat, I'm going back to a tangent from before. It doesn't mean I'm unfuckable or don't like sex or anything yeah. like that. It's mm. just... Yeah. It's just, can, it's very, it's I very frustrating. Rate. I mean, yeah. and I feel like the whole, the whole doctor's not believing what you're feeling or what you're going through mm. is already quite prevalent as a woman mm. because they don't believe you when you have pain. And we talked about this with Erin oh, yeah. last week, a week before yeah. last week. And yeah. then on top of that, you're like, no, it isn't just that I'm this weight. It's mm. that I have actual pain in yeah. my uterus or I don't know what else. Oh, I don't know. Other, I mean, I get his uterus pain. I'm like, knee, my knee hurts, my back, my back hurts. Yeah. Like, I maybe have a kidney infection. Like, <laughs> yeah, everything's not affected to weight. Mm-hmm. And also, you can't look at someone and think, okay, just by looking at you, I know exactly what you eat. I know exactly mm-hmm. how much you work out. I know exactly how much water you take. I know exactly what your mental health is right now. Mm-hmm. Like you don't know just by looking at someone and just by looking, oh, they have a bigger tummy, they have thicker arms. All okay, right, they are disgusting. Like it just, uh, it just it's, it's so just depressing. It's so depressing. Yeah. I just want to talk about something that's a very, not a hot topic, but it's something yeah. that's brought up a lot. Mm. And it is um, like clothing sizes and clothing mm. stores. And I was saying to you, um, you know, brands like Kukai, Kukai, however everyone says it, I say Kukai, fight me. Um, they have three sizes, I think one, two, and three. Yeah. And they're quite small. And my friends were over the other night and we were like, Dude, I can't go into Kukai because I actually don't fit into the clothes or they don't like allow for like my tits or my ass or they're all very like little. I'm like, I'm going to walk yeah. around my little tummy out. Like, mm-hmm. like, like pass. Um, so I want to talk about your experiences with that. And you said you hadn't even like, you're like, I don't even know what could I sell. And I was like, yeah, fucking, yeah. Because it's scary going in there. It's a scary place. Yes. I think I walked past there once and I could just see the person, sorry to everyone, anyone that's works there, but like the person. Oh, not your fault. Not your fault. <laughs> but the person was like staring at me and I was just like, okay, look, I'm not going to come in. I'm not going to come in. Okay. I know my leg will only just fit one of your clothing. Like it's just, yeah, it's really, really frustrating trying to go into shopping centers mm. and 
and you know that 90% of the clothing in the stores don't fit you. Mm. So that's what it gets really, really frustrating, especially when I was in high school. I don't know if you did this, but after high school, my friends and I would go to the local shopping center and just be uh, fucking monsters to the staff and the shops and just mm. want to try on everything and take photos and all that shit. Nothing would ever fit me. And I would always be in the change room and just be like, oh, no, I'm not going to show you guys because I just don't like it on me. Or, yeah, no, oh, oh no, it looks a stupid colour. No, it – like you never, ever say no. this thing doesn't fit me because I don't fit in any of these stores. Yeah. So that was – oh, that was always the worst. I absolutely hated doing that as a kid. Mm-hmm. So now I'm just like, okay – Online shopping, thank the Lord for that. There's yeah. so many more shops to shop at now. Mm. I was going to say, do you think it's gotten better since even you were in – because how old are you? 24. Right, so you're the same age as me. Yeah. So do you think it's gotten better since you were in high school? Not Much? In the, not in the shopping centres, no. There's City Chick, there's Kmart, Big W. Yeah, yeah there's them. Um, there's some places that attempt to do plus size, but their idea of doing plus size is like a 16 and their 16 is like a size 14 and it's just uh it's just annoying and the thing is the, the the annoying thing is like we want to buy your clothes we want to buy them well this is this is what we had i think there was a conversation maybe the shameless podcast group maybe it was in my group i don't know it was somewhere it was yeah. somewhere on facebook and it was about how um plus size women obviously are dying for a store that sells mm. uh things that fit you well and are reasonably priced and that you can try on in store and there Mm. is so much money in that and when you already have a brand like Kukai for example sorry to call you guys out but if you already (laughs) had a brand that has that has the manufacturing power Mm. you could make bigger sizes or even if you want to test the waters and make up to a size like fucking 14 because they make up to a size 12 they only do that yeah and you will they will a hundred percent sell more like we did a um i did a poll in my group for the merch yeah to see what the sizes were and it was like most size 10 and then it was like size 12 14 and 8 so most of the yeah. group is between a size 10 and a 14 mm. and then after eight it was like a few sixes and there were i think then it was like 20 and 24 or something like i yeah. remember and i was like oh that's good to know because normally a merchandiser would be like okay you're gonna get like 100 extra, extra smalls, 200 smalls, 200 mediums. And it's like, well, actually our demographic, because I've actually done a bit of market research, <laughs> is yeah. more for girls that are sized, I guess, like 12 to 14. Then we'll have some up to like an 18 or 20, yeah. depending on depending on how my merchandise goes. Yeah. But, but mm. that's beside the point. It not that hard to do some market research and see that the average Australian woman, I think, is a size... I think it's 16? 16, yeah. I mm. think, don't I quote us on that. Um, yeah, I should know this. I don't. You should know this. But, <laughs> yeah. but it's there is money in it. Yeah. And there's not the excuse anymore that there isn't money in it. Like mm. fa- fashion over curve. Is oh, fun. hell yeah. Fashion over curve. Boo hoo. And also, sorry, another tangent. For p- this is this is what gets frustrating. So I know you've been called out for when you were wearing, I think it was boo hoo. I think you were wearing one of the items. Or was it fashion over? I don't know. You're wearing something, you're wearing clothes that um was what's fast, fast fashion. Fast fashion. Fast fashion. Oh, yeah. Yes. I think there's a lot of privilege to that, not only money-wise but also size-wise as well because a lot of fast fashion places will create plus-size clothing that's cheap, whereas for a lot of plus-size women, the clothing that we can get, they're all so expensive. Yeah. A lot, a lot, a lot of plus-size clothing from boutiques are really expensive. So we have to turn to fast fashion, mm-hmm. which then we get shit for because, you know, it's – 
like you know, the, at, for, at, for, the, yeah, for ethical reasons. Yeah. yeah. So there's like yeah, a lot of privilege to that. Anyway, I had a point. What was my point? I had something. Yeah. But um, yes. So that's pretty much the, that's <laughs> the, the clothing dilemma. Answer. Yeah. That's the clothing dilemma is that, yeah, there's still not enough plus sizes available in shopping centers. And also there's still difficulties with shopping online. Cause also, like you said, can't try them on. Yeah. Like I get stuff online and I'm like, what have I just ordered? Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, like you get things that this can look amazing and then it looks like trash. Yeah. Um, and as well, because in Australia there aren't standardized sizing. Yeah. So a size eight, like I'm, I could be anything from a size six to a size twelve mm. in store, and I have no idea what I am. And if like, like buying everything online, the stress, babe. Also having to pre-plan all your outfits. I just thought of that then. Yeah. For like weeks, because mm. the fashion over comes from America. Yeah. Where else do you buy from? Online from um, just recommendations for the gals that are out there <laughs> might want to know. Well, okay, any plus size girl would of course shop at City Chick at some point in her life, mm-hmm. or still do. Like sometimes it can just, but yeah, that's the only one. That's really the only one that in store can, that can yeah, you can really buy isn't from that, in store. Isn't that just so? Like we were saying, there there is buying power there mm. in plus size women, and when the average size is around a sixteen, don't mm. quote us on that. It's around a sixteen. So why is there not more? There's not more marketing for that. And I think it comes from the fact that, well, I don't know if I'm putting words into companies' mouths right now, mm. but I assume it comes from the fact that they think it's hard to uh, advertise it because they want it to be this quote-unquote ideal person in the mm. ad, which, mm. comes, which is why there's lack of diversity when it comes to women of colour as well and people who are not a size six, do you think? Yeah, I think, yeah. And I think it just seems to be this trope that plus size women don't want to be fashionable, don't want to dress sexy. We just want to walk around in moo-moos, which I love a good moo though, by the way. I'm mm. not going to say I don't love, like, you know, like a big gigantic T-shirt or dress that's just... A big Camilla of sorts? No, just like just like a, a like sometimes I'll buy a shirt that's two sizes too big and just something to walk around the house in so I don't oh, a comfy moment. Yeah, like I love comfy moment. I like yeah, I love a good moo moo. Mm. But like yeah, I think they just they just don't think we care about fashion or care about looking stylish or sexy. And we do, we do. We'll buy your stuff. Just just yeah. Just, just make it. sizes. Do actual proper inclusivity. Yeah, yeah. and market research. And mm. I, it's as well like remember all of those like styling shows from like the mid 2000s that were like how to dress for your body and every time there was a plus size woman on there they'd be like just cover it up and like just (laughs) yes get it get in the get in the loosest blackest thing that we have and it's like just just black is slimming black is slimming yeah and like i've like i've grown up with that in my head being like black is slimming wear something baggy to go over Mm. your lumps and bumps and hip dips and you know hip dips help all the girls, oh, all like young yeah, girls, yeah. have an issue with their hip dips now. Mm. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, it's like <laughs> just a, another thing to hate about ourselves. Oh, yeah. one more thing. Every one year, it's thing. a new thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just there's. You're right. There's there's a huge. I mean, I guess there's more now that I see on my Instagram feed. But I can't think of a shop that has stylish things mm. with plus size women, and that makes me angry for you because mm. I love shopping. Yes. Yeah. It's definitely it maybe hate shopping when I was younger, and I didn't really. Because you don't then know how to dress yourself because you don't get taught because... Oh, you don't have options of just having a style. Yeah, you just have a one thing and you're just like, okay, that's all I got to wear. Great, this is my style then apparently. Wow, that's so true. It Maybe really we should sucks. start a brand, babe. We yeah. should start. Yes, yes, yes. Let's yes. get that cash. Ooh, Anyone yeah. who wants to invest, um, we're happy to take donations. Um, something else I want to talk to you about that you touched on earlier that I thought was mm. so interesting and like 
just such a good fucking point we were talking mm. about before we started recording was dating while plus sized oh, and like fetish, okay. fetish fetishization. Oh fuck, I can't, I can't say that word. <laughs> when you're fetishized, fetishized. Okay. Sorry, everyone. Okay, when people have fat fetishes there we go. <laughs> and or, or they go on the opposite side of the spectrum and they think of you as a project. Mm-hmm. So I haven't had any personal experience myself of being a fat fetish. I know of people that have. So, for example, they want you to eat more and more and more even though they know it's making you – sorry, I rewrote that, sorry. Um, so I haven't. I personally haven't had any experience with being like – having fat fetishes, someone that had a fat fetish, but I know people that have, and it's just, it's a bit, it's toxic. I don't know a lot about it. Mainly my experience is to do with people that consider me as a project. They always consider me as a before shot when they date me or hook up with me or want to fuck me. That is such great putting it before shot, the before mm-hmm. and after photos. Oh yes. Oh yes, 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 yes. I have been with a lot of, okay. Well, I've been with a lot of guys anyway, but my, um, I've been with a lot of guys and majority of them are just pretty much like, Oh, so you're going to the gym. You really should be doing cardio, not do weights if you want to lose weight. Even though I ne- never said to them that I was trying to lose weight, but just, okay. Yeah, that's yep. too much what you want to be, skinnier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like with working out, it should be like, I think I finally realized in the past, since COVID, that mm. I should work out for joy and for enjoyment. And if you enjoy yeah. doing weights, then do weights. Yeah. It's a bit of exercise. It's a bit of fun. It brings mm. you joy. It gets your endorphins going. Yeah. I fucking hate running. I hate yes. it. And also, and also, it's not good advice to tell no, someone it's that's awful plus. Advice. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm saying, I'm saying, it's not good advice to tell someone to go running when they're plus size because that can really, really hurt their fucking joints. Yeah, and also when you got big titties like me, is that that will hit you in the chin? All right, I've had bruises on my neck before. It ain't nice. Okay, and like. Also as well, I'm going to call out some people. I won't say their names, but like it was a guy I used to date or whatever he wanted to call it. wasn't even dating to him, but whatever. I won't say that. Um, yes. We're we, doing everything except we, for putting a label on this. You met my parents. We've organized, we've chosen our kids' <laughs> names. We are, there's a ring in the cupboard. We're not quite dating yet. I'm going to, we're soulmates, but we aren't dating. Just yep. calm down. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And we decided that, well, he decided that we should join a gym. Don't ever do that. Don't ever join a gym with someone if they're a prick like this. And he said to me, he was trying to give me all this health advice and that I did not ask for. And then earlier, only like a couple hours earlier, actually, no, no, less than that. I mentioned to him that when I was a teenager, I had, I was pretty much on the brink of having an eating disorder. I would only eat like a thousand, 1200 calories a day. I would go on my bike for two hours a day. I would eat a can of tuna. Like I would just, I was really, really obsessed with losing weight. I was pretty much eating disorder. Yeah. It was really terrible. And I said that, and he still thought it was a great idea to tell me that, Oh, fuck it if you starve yourself. Who cares, all right? At least you'll get at least you lose weight. Who cares if you starve yourself? And I just jumped right out of the car. I'm just like, Did you break did you you. Did you talk to him again? I did talk to him again. Did you crave his approval more? Yep. Yeah. Of course. But I did break up, but I did break up with him like a month later. Well done. I mean, what a dick. Yeah. This is the issue. Mm-hmm. Because you have societal pressures on you to look a certain way when someone mm-hmm. directly says it to you, you're like, oh, it isn't just a societal thing. It's a person that I like and I want their approval more and that would send you further down the path of an eating disorder or yeah. whatever other negative feelings you have about yourself. Yep. Like, And I still remember also there was this guy on Tinder I was speaking to and he just like, you know how some guys on Tinder, they'll just all of a sudden in the first line say, oh, fuck me. Oh, give me a blowjob. Oh, I I've wanna- never had that. 
oh my god, I've had that. It's just like, can I get a hello first? Is that is oh that? Oh my god, yeah. I've never had that. Really? Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. That's just like that's apparently <laughs> when I was on Tinder. That was just like how people said hello. Was just like, oh, can I? Oh, I think the worst was I got. I posted in a group. I think it was. I want to take you out on a date. I want to take you out dancing, and then I want to. Um, let loose in your anal canal or something. Yeah, I think he did say that. Yeah, something along that those was, lines. Yeah. I think it was a bit more beautiful and a bit more eloquent than yeah, that. Yeah, more but romantic. Yes, yes. Yeah, but, but yes. still beautiful. So, yes. So, <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, I had it. Yes. I had, yeah. So, a guy on Tinder that I was speaking to, he then all of a sudden just said, like, oh, give me a blowjob. I'm just like, no, I don't know you. And he said, like, oh, I guess I'll never know if fat girls can give good head. And oh my God. And then he started, like, mansplaining to me that it's okay to say that I'm fat because he's just pointing out the obvious. He's just pointing out like, oh, well, aren't you fat? And it was just, and then he said like, oh, I'm just going to screenshot these and show my mates. And he was just a dickhead. His name was Brandon. Fuck you, Brandon. Brandon. Fuck you, Brandon. What the fuck, Brandon? That is so. (laughs) I've dealt with some dickheads who are very fat phobic. So, and, but, but, but still match with you and still want to fuck you. So they're still Mm. fetishizing. Did I say it right? Yeah. Fetish size. Fuck. Why do I have a speech impediment about this Fetish, one word? Fe- Fetishizing. They're still fetishizing you. Girls. They still like. I've heard. I've heard guys say, not fucking friends of mine, but people mm. that I've heard been like, yeah, it's like I just want to fuck a fat girl. It's like it's like a bucket list thing. Why? Like mm. like why are you so a? Why are you so focused on fucking orgs? Mm. And b like I don't understand. It's like when people say I just want to fuck a insert race here girl mm, yeah. it's just it's so strange and disappointing and i just feel like is it do they do they think it's interesting to say do they think it makes them different <laughs> like like what are they doing it just makes them feel powerful i think like that's what it is like you know what i've noticed a lot on tv shows like i think i was watching big bang the other day and mm. they were talking about oh i got this friend girl for you to date blah 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 and they said like oh she's amazing blah 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 oh but she's fat though and they and they and they you know everyone that knows big bang theory you know it's about this group of guys who are geeky and stuff like that mm. but they were even saying like, oh, but she's fat though. You don't want to stoop to that level. She's <gasps> fat. Like once, this is probably like one of those glass shattering moments. But yeah, once you start watching a lot of TV shows and movies, you're going to realize that there's so much fat phobia. Like they'll always talk about like a girl is great, but she's fat. But she's fat. Yeah. yeah. Or, the, or the female character talk about how she's scared, how she's gaining weight. And yeah. that, that equals she's sad or she's. Going going through a breakup and gaining weight, or like not being beach ready. Mm. There yeah. is a lot of fat phobic language, and I I think I need to look out for it more because that that is horrendous. Mm. Yes, to, to have this idea that a woman could be great, but that comes back to our original point at the top of the show, at the top of the show, mm. about um how if you aren't quote unquote conventionally fuckable, mm. then you aren't worth anything, and your your brain and your and your views aren't worth anything. And yeah, yeah, it's, it's fucking horrendous. Mm. Um. I also want to talk about like specifically mm. sex while plus size. I had a little chat about this before we started recording. Yes. And thoughts, feelings, and emotions. <laughs> I have a lot of thoughts, feelings, emotions. Yes. So, yeah, I've been plus size ever since I pretty much started hooking up with people, having sex with people. And I think a lot of people don't realize is that when you're plus size, there's a lot of fucking things 
that you are concerned about that's going in your head while you're having sex with someone. So, for example, you think, okay, is okay if I'm on top and I'm, am I going to squish him? Is my tits going to hit me in my face? Are they going to hit him in the face? Is he going to grab my belly? And if he's grabbing my belly so he gets a better grip on my body, is he disgusted in it? If he's, is he loving it? Is he grossed out that I'm sweaty? Is he grossed out that I need to have water in order for me to be able to keep going on this? And also being on top when you're fat, it's fucking hard work. And then you got to being on top in general <laughs> is literally. I'm like CBF. Yep. <laughs> Turn me over. <laughs> I masturbate my stomach while you fuck me. Yep. And then also, and the someone that's plus size, I always feel bad if I'm just on my back and he's like fucking, and I'm just like, fuck, is he thinking I'm I'm, I'm a fat piece of shit because I'm just laying here making so him do the work. Exercise in mm. like self shaming. Yeah, exactly. And I always just worry. I when I was younger, I used to worry about like, oh, is he worried about my cellulite or? stretch marks but right now I'm just like whatever Mm. but now it's just like am I gonna break the bed (laughs) I've broken the bed before I've broken the bed that many times Mm. and mainly it's just because of rough sex but really it's just like oh fuck is he gonna think I'm fat yeah is it is it because I mm. does he think does he think that I've broken the bed because I am the weight that I am yeah exactly yeah yeah Yeah, I've broken the bed once and it was Actually, a couple of times, and it was at <laughs> Mum's house. Just really hot. This really hot guy, like yeah. really hot, and it wasn't even like I mean, it wasn't even that hectic. My my bed was pretty much broken, mm. and it snapped. And yeah, I'm like, oh, he was so. Actually, I just messaged him. He was. <laughs> he was what are he's up he to? He was so hot. Yeah, and I had to like go to Bunnings to get like a brick to hold it up, and I was just like, this is the most embarrassing thing in the world. <laughs> like, it's just it's the worst feeling when you break the bed because you're like, yes. first of all, need a new bed. Second of all, like. Is, is the weight the issue? Like what's going on? Also, who heard that? Hate breaking the bed. And also like do you continue fucking or do you stop? Oh, you continue. <laughs> no, you, do, you, do you continue? Yeah, I we continue. continue. We're, we're like, fuck it. Yeah, like, <laughs> we'll just be like, fuck it. We're breaking it. We're going to break it's it. It's already broken. We're going to break this shit. Yeah. That's why that's why I got a, um, I got a new bed and I got like an upholstered bed because oh, I was like it smart. can't break as yeah. easily as a wooden frame. Mm, so yeah. But, but yeah, that is something that, that happens. Mm. I hope other people can relate to it. Like people, not just people that are plus size, but people that are conscious. So are really self-conscious about their bodies and their body size, if they gained weight or whatever, blah, blah, blah. But like, I hope other people can relate to that. That, mm. that is something that goes through our heads. When, when we're in the moment of things and like, you know, things are getting real good, then like that stuff mostly goes away. But at the beginning, especially when it's a new guy, you're just like, oh, fuck. And then it's again back backtracking to the whole thing of like we want that approval that we're attractive and and all the fat that. phobia from the media makes you makes you have internalized like it's internalized misogyny internalized mm. fat phobia and then you're scared of the other person maybe if you don't have that the other person might have it and it's just this because society as a whole has decided that at a certain weight bad and yeah. then beyond that it's bad um, how do you um, or maybe you don't it's mm. okay if you don't but how mm. do you overcome those because maybe some people listening might be like, I relate to this, but mm. I can't get over this. Yeah. And you, you're very sex positive, very open about it. Mm. You've had a boyfriend for two years. You're obviously comfortable enough. How have yeah. you overcome that? Um. Well, it sounds weird. I listened to a lot of Lizzo. Lizzo helped me so much. I went through this big, massive body positive change last year. So there's a few things I did that I think really helped. Listen to a whole fucking lot of Lizzo because she's sexy as fuck and she is a curvy ass girl 
uh, plus size girl and she just owns her sexuality, owns her body and listen to a lot of Lizzo. Also choose what type of people you follow on social media. That made such an impact on me. I deleted a lot of people off Instagram that I was following that were a lot of influencers promoted that I would see promote diet teas that I could easily see Photoshop their already skinny bodies into these tiny little things. I got them off my social media, which one of the bad things is I'm now very less aware of types of influences out there. I'm very <laughs> less aware, which is a, a pop negative. But in this hindsight, though, it's just I have put I have now followed so many body positive accounts now, which has just helped me so, so much because mm. we're on social media pretty much almost 24 seven. So we wouldn't like, oh, I heard this really good explanation. They said that you wouldn't buy a magazine that was full of shit that made you feel horrible about yourself. Yeah. So why do we have social media feeds that are full of all these Instagrammers that are just making us feel bad about ourselves? Yeah. Yeah. That are the antithesis of anything positive. They're mm. just they're just there to and also they don't actually look like that. That's what mm. concerns me, worries me. Yeah. I was telling you before we started recording, like when you're talking about the skinny meaties and the mm. and the waist trainers and stuff, like I get offered to promote this stuff all the time. Yeah. Like probably like once a week I'll get like a diet gummy bear or a tea oh or a shake or a waist trainer or like leggings that get rid of cellulite apparently. And it just, it makes, and I say no, obviously. No one's ever seen me promote anything like that because I'm like, oh, it makes me feel sick that those items even exist, let alone mm. me promoting them to my my followers that are 86% women. But it makes me concerned as well because my agent is fantastic and he just goes, no, she would never do that. So I, before they even get to me, he's like, ew, no. And then he calls me, he's like, why would you ever do that? Yeah. Um, but then there are people who are like desperate for the money or just simply don't care and don't have this conscience about promoting things like skinny me teas and gummies and waist trainers. It's just, it perpetuates such a beauty standard of that skinny, tiny, the, the waist trainer literally is tiny waist, mm. um, tiny waist, fucking big ass somehow photoshopped body that just isn't realistic. Yeah. And I, I unfollowed before I went on The Bachelor I unfollowed a lot of influencers. I, the only influencers I follow now are people that I like am friends with or like have met or yeah. have had on the podcast or like want to be on their podcast. Want on pod- <laughs> like people yeah. that I actually like enjoy following mm. um, because it just makes you feel bad about yourself. Yeah. It just, it just ruins your entire self-esteem and it worries me how many people they are sending out these emails to these companies that are like, hey, we'll pay you a couple thousand dollars to upload a photo with this thing on that is telling your followers that having – a waist that isn't a perfect hourglass is bad and you should all be trying to be like me. Um, particularly when I like with these skinny me teas and stuff, it's like I I don't gain weight that easily. Like I was saying, when I get anxious, I lose weight. Yeah. So for me to be like, be as skinny as me if you have these teas, it's like, well, that's not, that's not realistic. I just, my body responds to stress and anxiety with losing weight. Yeah. Um, and I'm quite short and I'm quite like little and I gain weight. I've got like, I mean, I'm quite, I don't know, I've got like big thighs and stuff, but I'm not like, you know, I'm, I'm naturally quite like short and like petite. Yeah. And that would be so strange to me. I'd be like, guys, look like me. This No, people ask me what I do for workout and I'm like, oh, I just, I do yoga once a week. Like I'm very open by the fact, like Steph Claire Smith is just naturally that shape. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's strange to advertise a product that would make you 
a shape of someone that it's just genetics. A lot of it is fucking genetics or thyroid or PCOS. You can gain weight. Mm. I learned last week. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I learned all the things last week, but I just, it's, there's so many other factors that can come into it. And you know, when people say as well, oh, sorry, I have something else to bring up that oh, yeah. makes me oh, yeah. angry. Okay. Okay. When okay. people say, you know, if, if someone's overweight, they must be really depressed, right? Mm. Or there must be a mental health issue and it's okay. If yeah. that's true, why are you giving them shit? Exactly. Care about their mental health rather than dragging them down and meant to making their mental health even worse. Yes. If, if you really believe that, if you really think I'm just worried about them because they must be depressed or anxious or have um, a certain mental health issue, if it's a mental thing and they just can't stop and they just need to snap out of it, you don't do that by saying exercise. If you really cared, you'd go, are you okay? And the person says, yeah, I'm fine. You go, Okay. Like there's yeah. an assumption that it's like, oh, they must be sick in the head. So I'm going to bully them until they do, they look how I want them to look. It's as though you existing is only for other people's gaze yeah. and only for other people to be like, well, I feel uncomfortable because you look a way that I don't want you to look. It's like with the women with, you know, tits out or, you know, dressing a certain way. It's the same thing. People assume that they have the right to tell you how you should look. Yeah, exactly. Because they feel uncomfortable. Yep. Yeah. It's all about their own comfort. That's all they care about. They don't care about you. If they really cared about you, they'd be considering mental health, which I personally think it's more is more serious and what we should be worrying about more than just what the exterior mm. health may seem. Mm, yeah. Totally. Totally. Mm. Speaking of that, actually. Yes. The final thing I want to talk to you about because we're oh my god we have gone on so many tangents so many tangents yeah. we'll oh, edit it babe okay the final thing I want okay. to talk to you about in regards to people just thinking that someone exists for their view yeah. is um the idea of revenge bodies oh, and so recently good. Adele was yeah. in the headlines um because she lost a lot of weight and a lot of comments being like yes queen yes and there was so many comments on her weight um and I just want to see what you thought about that. I hate this whole trope of revenge body, like Khloe Kardashian's show. Uh, that made me so disappointed in Khloe Kardashian. Yes, she's problematic, but when I saw that, I was just like, oh, really? I still liked you. Mm, yeah. Really? I just don't like this whole thing. Like, you never ever hear about men having revenge body after a breakup. Mm-mm. You never hear about that. So mm. why is it? And why is it that Adele? Only you only lost the weight because of the breakup, because of him. She did it for him. Look, she may have just lost weight because she just fucking wanted, wanted to. She maybe just. I'd be training for yeah. a tour or something. I don't know. I don't yeah. know what Adele. I, you know what? I don't know what Adele's doing. And I should, and yeah. we shouldn't be like, oh, well, she, we shouldn't comment either way. Because I don't know Adele. Mm. What's yeah. Adele up to? None I don't of know. us do. And I hate these reports saying like, oh, she lost it the healthy way. She lost it the unhealthy way. Mm. We don't fucking know. And it's none of our business. Like, really? And the fact that it was the fact that a woman losing weight who was so talented, who has had like mm. so many successful albums, who has one of the best voices of like our generation. Yeah. She lost some weight. Mm. I dropped like what, maybe four dress sizes? Yeah. Or something? Something about something that. Like that. Yeah. And... It's headlines. It's mm. on the front cover of magazines. It yeah. is like, look at this quote unquote success story about a woman who lost weight. Mm. And I just, it's interesting that all we can care to comment about is what what her body looks like and how comfortable we are. I, I saw a comment on like a Facebook post on like the Daily Mail article that someone, some boomer had commented on and was like, yeah. wow, she finally looks like a real pop star. Uh. I just, and I was like, Marion, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so infuriating. What I found, found a lot more infuriating as well is that people just think she's attractive because now she's lost weight. 
why couldn't she be getting all these fire emojis and yes, queen, you're gorgeous when she was the weight she was before? Why is she only be, why is her body only seen attractive because it's smaller? That makes no sense. She she was also attractive at the other size as well. Mm. Like being a certain size doesn't mean you're attractive or not attractive. It's just that's bullshit. Yeah. It's at the whole before and after photo thing. I mean, I take yeah. before and after photos when I'm trying to get more definition or something or when I'm trying to like mm. – it isn't really for weight loss. It's like, oh, like, let's see how this um, workout for eight weeks affects my body. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, look, I know it's like this. But like I was saying, I'm trying to work out for joy rather than for um, – a body transformation yeah. and I would, I would never fucking post a before and after photo on my Instagram because mm. it just perpetuates this idea of there's better before bodies. Like you were saying with guys thinking mm. you're a project yeah, and after bodies. And it's like, yes, it's great to work out. It's great. If you want to do it the healthy way, if you want to lose weight, that's, that's great. If that's what you want to do, that's fine. But I feel like then you see more focus on the joy and the happiness in regards to how you're feeling. Yeah. Cause I can gain weight and be healthier. Yeah. Cause I'm eating more. Eating yeah. more chicken. Or- <laughs> I don't know what the hell do people eat. I literally last night had a whole box of um, TV snacks for dinner. Mm. I'm grieving. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. But is there anything else you wanted to comment on? Is there anything else you're burning to talk about, or have we kind of covered all the topics? Um, I think we've burned pretty much all the topics. Mm. I think we've gone on that many tangents, mm. and probably gone on that many mini topics. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think just my final say though, like. For about people in the plus size community, I really hope that you can relate to some of the things that I have spoken about because it's it's hard being plus size sometimes because mm. you like there are some days where I will love my body, I feel great, I feel sexy, and then there's other days and I just think I'm a whale, I'm a turd. Like sometimes I won't even leave the house because I just feel like shit. And then there's other and like and then there's other days I'm just like fuck it, I'm gonna wear a crop top. Which shouldn't be like this big massive decision of just like, I'm going to wear a crop top. I'm going to wear pants today because I feel comfortable in my legs. Whereas other days I don't. It's just so sad. Like that's like, but yeah, it's just like, I probably think about my body probably like 80% of the day. Like, yeah, I think like, oh, look at this roll. Oh, look at this leg here. No, I love myself. Oh no, but I'm so fat. Okay. Should I like even just choosing food? Oh my God. Cause you think, okay, all right. I'm going to be healthy from today. I'm going to be healthy from today. Oh no, no. If I, okay. If I eat this one bad food, then I've ruined my whole week. I'm such a terrible Mm. human being. Okay. Oh my God. I can't even lose weight. Why am I trying to lose weight? Aren't I trying to be body positive here? But then again, should I be worried about my health? It's just it's like an endless cycle yeah Yeah. and like endless cycle just hating yourself so just hope some people can relate yeah i think it's important like to come and talk about things in a in like like i just love the conversation that we had and i love the way you speak about body positivity and the importance of different angles of it because someone will relate and even Mm. people don't relate they'll understand your perspective Mm. and hopefully people aren't um dickheads anymore about how much of a waste like how much how much either of us by your own ways is none of anyone else's fucking business this is what drives me insane Mm. um but thank you so much for coming on so demi's podcast will be linked in the show notes the nasty woman club Mm -hmm. love that name (laughs) um and also follow her on instagram (laughs) 